Hello, this is Mike Prokop, and welcome to a special episode of Seeing Stars, a podcast about astronomy education for the folks living near Huntsville, Texas, including the same Eastern State Observatory, the same Eastern State Planetarium, and the Huntsville Amateur Astronomy Society. This is a special planetarium edition of Seeing Stars, and if you are hearing this as part of an audience at the same Eastern Planetarium, then you are experiencing the full effect of this edition. If not, then you are being cheated and we'll have to use your imagination as to what exactly we're talking about. In today's episode, we're going to tell you how to get from the Samuelson Planetarium to the Samuelson Observatory without getting lost, and what to expect when you get there. But before we continue, I'd like to introduce a special guest to today's show, Jessica Burke. Say hello, Jessica. Hey, I'm Jessica. I'm one of the TAs for Samuelson State University for the Physics Department for Astronomy. To begin with, those of you who are lab students have directions already in your lab journal. Congratulations! You are already ahead of the curve. That being said, those directions are, shall we say, not the best in the world. Um, didn't you write those? Quiet! It's, it's just outdated. But it's not like the observatory just got up and moved. One gas station! One gas station changed the whole thing up. It's not my fault that one student wound up in Crockett. You're no help. So those of you who want to the observatory and not wind up in Trinity, Crockett, Canada, or worse... There's worse? Oklahoma. Ah, uh, yeah. Oklahoma. <laughs> well, I guess it beats a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. The total distance from the planetarium to the observatory is about 10 miles. When you leave the parking lot in front of the Farrington Building, you will need to make a right on Bowers Boulevard and then a right on Samuelson Avenue or Highway 75. Drive down Sam Houston Avenue all the way to the town square. At the intersection of Sam Houston Avenue and 11th Street, you will need to make a right. 11th Street is also Highway 30 if you go right, or Highway 75 if you go left. That's weird. I, I know. Just don't go left. I-45 is in that direction. You want to make a right. You're going to drive about one mile to the intersection of 11th Street and Sycamore. There, you will see a sign showing Highway 30 venturing off to the left. Go left. Incidentally, this is also the last light on the way out of town on 11th Street, so if you miss it, you'll end up heading towards Livingston. Keep on Highway 30 for about two or three miles. You will come up to another intersection with Highway 30 and Highway 2821. There will be a FINA gas station on your right. Keep going straight. Eventually, Highway 30 merges with Highway 19. Take Highway 19 north, about seven more miles. Make a right on Knox Circle, and you're there. Gas stations. Tell them about the gas I'm, stations. I'm getting to that. At some point along Highway 19, you will see a grouping of gas stations. First, a Shell station on the right, then an Exxon on the right, and a Conoco station across from it on the left. Not a Phillips 66. It used to be. I swear. I can't help it if the companies merged and they changed the signs and stuff. Well, tell that to the student who went all the way to Crockett. Do you have to keep bringing that up? Yes. From the Exxon and Conoco Station, drive exactly two more miles. You will come up on Knox Circle. You may or may not see the SHSU Observatory sign or street signs, but rest assured, they are there. Once on Knox Circle, look for the Sam Houston Observatory Complex sign on the left and enter the gate. If the gate is locked, you may have to wait. If you miss the turn for Knox Circle and end up here or at the Trinity River Bridge, you have gone too far. Way too far. Don't go any further. Turn around and try again. 
there are several U-turns on Highway 19, so turning around is fairly easy. The observatory itself boasts some of the darkest skies available in East Texas. It is possible to see both the summer Milky Way and the fainter winter Milky Way with the naked eye. To make the most of this experience, you will want to bring a red flashlight or a flashlight covered in red cellophane and keep the lights on your cell phones off. This will help maintain your night vision and make it possible to see not just the stars, but also some of the local wildlife. You may encounter loose cattle as you pull up, so be careful. There are also bats, owls, coyotes, spiders, dinosaurs, and many other creatures of the night. Dinosaurs? Yes, dinosaurs. I see one every night out there. It's big and really hungry. Just one dinosaur? It ate the others. Okay. Other things visitors may want to bring would be your lab manual. Pen or pencil, a jacket. It does get cold occasionally. Cell phone, lights turned off, of course. And a friend. By the way, it's a pretty good date night, so if you want to bring your boyfriend or girlfriend, it's a pretty good date. Anyway, if you arrive after dark, be aware of your headlights. Turn them off, if, if you can, as soon as you park so you don't damage anyone's night vision. The astrologers really don't like it when you leave your headlights on and they are aimed towards telescopes. Astrologers? Really? Oh yeah. If you really want to make them mad, call it astrology instead of astronomy. They really hate that. Gee, thanks. <laughs> well, that just about does it for this episode of Seeing Stars. You can download this and other episodes on iTunes or listen to it directly on seeingstars.yolasite.com. A special thanks to Jessica for joining me on this episode. And if you're in my class, I'll see you next time. Until next time, clear skies. Hello, I would just like to add one more thing to this podcast. Not that we are trying to confuse anyone about the directions, but I couldn't help but notice that the Exxon station mentioned is in fact a Chevron station. Many apologies for anyone who gets lost.